Buckle up, Buttercup. You've strapped yourself onto a laser-guided nuclear rocket ride straight to the heart of mediocrity. This is the Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. The following programming is EI, educational and informative. E, not so much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Thank you for your indulgence. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. You have latched on to the star of goodness. This is the Ron Van Dam Show. There's nothing like it, so don't even try. So good to be with you. So good. It's so good. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Is all yours, actually. I shall entertain you for the next 30 minutes after that. You're on your own. God knows what's going to happen then, huh? Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. As many of you know, this is not my first rodeo. I went to a rodeo last summer and saw a guy ride a bull. Oh, boy, was that exciting. I was rooting for the bull because a guy shouldn't be riding a bull. That's not what they're made for. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's quite obvious. That's why I do this. Uh, We were featured a couple of days ago. We were the feature uh, podcast, apparently, on iHeartRadio. So that was really something. So thank you very much for that. We are featured on uh, dozens and dozens of platforms. We're on syndicated radio stations all across the country. And this is wonderful. I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than thank you and um, send cards and money because that's what uh, keeps me going. Not so much the cards, but the money makes sense. (laughs) Oh, man. What are you doing here? What the hell are you doing here? (laughs) Don't you have nothing better to do? Oh, my God. Between you and me, this is rather pathetic on both our parts. But, you know, we have a good time. We just, we have a good time. We, we keep our clothes on, but we have a good time. And I think if you can mix those two together, you got yourself a formula for success. Okay, good. All right. I've wasted three minutes of your time, but that's not all. <laughs> I have a very interesting guest coming up a little bit later in the program. Uh, he's more than interesting. He's a Jim Paddock. Many of you may not know his name. But uh, he's been in uh, so many television shows. Uh, If you saw him, you'd say, ooh, I know him. Uh, He's written a book recently that involves pants. So that immediately drew me toward him. The title has the word pants in it. What more could you want (laughs) from a book title? It draws you in. So we're going to speak to him uh, a little bit later in the show. Not too much later. Something reasonable. In the meantime, I just wanted to tell you that... um, you are definitely in the category of looking better than you did yesterday. I don't know what happened to you yesterday, but when you showed up to listen to the show, you were a mess. And I didn't say anything because I care about you. Not really. I just say I do. 
but you looked horrible. Oh my God. I thought you had some type of like mixture of COVID and, 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 and like every other disease on the planet. Speaking of every other disease on the planet, I complain on this show all the time because I believe we all complain about the same things, or at least most of us do. I'm watching a comedy show yesterday. I've talked about this before. It really pissed me off yesterday. I'm watching a comedy show. I'm having a good time. I'm laughing. They go to a commercial break, and every single commercial in this like three-minute commercial break is about some type of disease and how we could all have it someday. Uh, here are the medications that will solve the disease or make the, the disease more livable. However, there's a warning. It can cause death. So um, it, it, it makes you feel like, oh, okay, thanks for coming up with a cure that can still kill me. It, it just, it's, uh, you know, yes, we can take care of your problem. We can, we can take care of your eczema and your acne. But it could cause death. Your lungs could collapse. Um, but, you know, your skin will be clear. So I don't know what you're complaining about. This goes on for, for three, four minutes. Uh, all these horrible, horrible things that can happen to you. And it's like, take your choice. I mean, if, you, if this isn't wrong with you, how about this? How about, how about if you have this? It's a four-minute circus of, of, of making you feel horrible and, and um, wow. And then back to the comedy show. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what are you doing to me? Also, this is uh, a lot of political commercials going on. <clears throat> this goes on infinitum, and I'm sick of those. Um, they think that they're trying, that the uh, campaign commercials are getting you to vote, to me, they're doing the opposite. To me, it's like, okay, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not even dealing with it. This makes me not want to vote for anybody. The more I hear you talk about yourself, the less I want to be on your side. Shut up about yourself. Stop it. Stop touting. I don't like people that say, I'm wonderful. I can do this. And look at, look at what I did. Oh, look at what I did. Look at what I did. Look what I can do. I can make this better. I'm not going to tell you how, but I'm going to make it better. I don't know how, but I, I, I'll talk about the subject. That'll make you think I'm interested in it. Oh, yeah, we've got to stop the uh, the immigration. How are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying we have to do that. we got to cut taxes. Oh, how often have I heard that? Who pays for all this shit if we're going to cut taxes? Hello? I'd prefer you don't raise them, but cut them? I don't know if that's possible. You know, this country costs a lot of money. We're getting involved in more squirmishes and wars than we we have hats to hang on a hook. That was a horrible analogy. Excuse me for that. That's all I had. That's all I had going. Uh, I'm sick of those things. I, I, you know, can't we just have happy commercials? And now here's a, here's a commercial break. Um, hey, isn't everybody happy? We love life. We love to live all the time. So let's go on this vacation. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's okay. I see happy people on vacation. It kind of makes me feel bad because I can't afford to have those vacations. But at the same time, it's a happy thing. Or, or here's a new faucet and you touch it and the water goes on and you touch it and the water goes off. Okay, um, that's a happy, that's good. I'm glad, oh, you got the water faucet thing going. That's nice. 
But let's keep off of the bad stuff, shall we, about all the uh, horrible diseases that you can catch at any moment and how anything you take can still cause you death. I mean, let's stop those things. Let's stop with the horrible campaign things. I mean, no more negative commercials. I don't want to hear them anymore. Here's a horrible auto accident. Look at these two cars crashing together. Do you have auto insurance? Shut up. Shut up. Look, I was in the supermarket, and I fell on uh, on the floor because the floor was wet. And Duna and Duna got me $2 million. If you slip and fall, you can... Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Do I know you? No? Well, then shut up. If I slip and fall, I'll, I'll handle it then. Chances are I won't. Um, stop it with that stuff. Stop it. Stop talking about horrible things that can happen to you. I've fallen and I can't get up. I'm sorry about that. Now I'm thinking I, I can't, I'm going to fall. I mean, cut it out. Let's just have a happy life, a happy wife. You know what I mean? Let's just please. Can we just be surrounded by happiness? Ron, that's a little delusional. No, it's not. It's a little mentally healthy is what it is. Come on, stop telling me about all the horrible things that can happen to me day in and day out. Because I get caught up in that because now I'm becoming super cautious and I can't live my life because you're telling me how horrible everything is on the outside. It's amazing I leave my house at all. What, what, what would happen if this happened to you and you got a, these expensive bills, these expensive, what if you were in an auto accident, you had no, uh, your car insurance, what, what if you were in a, in a, you know, outside, what if your, your motor, your engine blew up in your car and you didn't have a warranty on it? I mean, you could spend uh, $20,000 on a, doing, no, you've got to get this otherwise, and, and your car will break down. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not if it's when. Oh, great. Thank you. Something else to worry about. I'll add that to the list. Shut up. I'm trying to watch television. Now, even the streaming services where you could watch the shows, uh, you know, uh, in, in their entirety without an interruption. Now you got to pay more. Now we're going to, we're going to, you're going to pay for the streaming and we're going to interrupt it with commercials about things that'll piss you off as well. There's no end to this, kids. There, there, there's no end to this. And I say it, I've said it before, I'll say it again, because uh, I'm a child of the younger generation. I mean, the older generation. I don't know the difference, to be honest with you. Uh, I was younger when I was in that generation, and here's, here's what happened. Uh, when, when we didn't like something, we didn't go out in the streets and protest. We just didn't do it anymore. We just, we didn't say, no, this is horrible. We just didn't do it, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, this uh, this particular uh, product uh, is is not good for you. Well, I just won't buy it. I mean, <laughs> the product's going to have to correct it. Otherwise, they're going to go out of business. That's how you deal with that. That's what this is, you know. That's what, And it's not a cancel culture. It's if I don't like you, I'm not going to do you. And if everybody feels the same way, you're going to go out of business because you're screwing up. It's not cancel culture. It's I don't want to pay you money for something that you're screwing up culture. And if an actor says something that displeases you and you don't watch that actor anymore, that's not a cancel culture. That's that you said something I don't like and I choose not to do you. And if there's a lot of people that agree with me and I tell people about what happened and they say, oh, Ron, that is terrible. I don't want to watch that actor either. Then your actor, you got a problem. 
That's not cancel culture. It's culture that says, I don't like you anymore. Do something about it or you lose my business. There's nothing wrong with that. So why don't we start doing that? We can control everything because we don't have to buy everything. We don't have to indulge in everything. We can choose. We can pick and choose where we go, what we do, how we do it. And if the businesses don't comply, they go out of business. That's too bad. Oh, my God. That's free enterprise. Stop with this cancel culture crap and stop burning books. If you don't want your kid to read the book, then don't read the book. Don't get the book. But it's still out there. Oh, you're, yeah, okay, fine. What are you, you going to let your kid live in a bubble the rest of their life? Cut it out. Cut it out. If you raise them properly as to uh, uh, what their likes and dislikes may be, or you open your eyes to things that are not good, then they can make their own choices. And if they don't, well, so be it, man. (sighs) I don't know why this, everything is so complicated. As I've said so many times on the show, I didn't have a very close relationship with my father. It's quite obvious by the way I live my life, but I, I didn't have a very close relationship. He was a fine guy. Never hurt me or anything like that. He was around, you know, for dinner. That's okay. Uh, but uh, And he didn't say many wise things because there was no point. Um, but one of, he did say a few things. Um, and the two things he said, and I'll pass them on to you, even though he's not your father. He said, uh, life has a lot of speed bumps. It's not the fact that you've got speed bumps. It's how you get over them. Okay, Dad, that was not bad. That was not bad. And number two, it was don't sweat the small stuff. Don't get involved in things that you can't control or you have no say in it. Don't go crazy over it because you can't do anything about it. And the third thing, there were three things, uh, and this is what I've lived by through my whole life. Uh, If you have a problem or a concern or you're stuck in a situation, break it down to its simplest components. That's what they tell you in math. Keep it simple, stupid. Hey, idiot, stupid. Hey, idiot. Keep it simple. Break it down to its, to its simplest components, and the answer will be in front of you. Okay. My guest will be joining us momentarily. We're going to take a commercial break first, and then Jim Paddock, uh, actor, will be uh, talking about his new book that kind of reveals a lot of the stuff he went through in his acting career. You might recognize him, perhaps. We don't know. I have no idea what's going on in your head. I really don't know. I don't know you that well. I don't know you at all, to be honest with you. But that's fine. We don't have to go any further than this relationship-wise, do we? Do we? No, I don't think we do. Okay. All right, fine. We'll be right back after this. Give the gift that says, I love you. The gift that says, happy birthday. The gift that says, get well soon. The gift that says, you're the reason I went into the priesthood. The gift that says, congratulations on not getting indicted. The gift that says, I want to cover you in warm chocolate pudding. The gift that says, good luck in clown college. The gift that says, thanks for removing my unsightly wart. The gift that says, sorry about giving you food poisoning. The gift that says, I'll see you in hell. The gift that says, remember the good times we had in prison. The gift that says, I want to make sweet love to you on the white sand beaches of Rio while your hot cousin watches. The gift that says, thank you for the kidney. The gift that says, you deserve all the best, but this will have to do. The gift that says, thanks Jesus. Whatever you want to say, you can say it beautifully with a timeless gift from Phyllis Gorman's House of Macaroni Art. 
on Route 94 just past the Rotary, across from Sweaty Palmer's Adult Emporium. Jim Piddock joins us now. He is a British film and TV legend. You're probably familiar with him. If you're not familiar with the name, which you probably are, you'd certainly be be, uh, familiar with the character and uh, some of the things he's done in film and television. Uh, The the, uh, Drew Carey Show, Mad About You, Star Trek, uh, you name it. How you been, Jim? Very good, thank you. Pleasure to have you here. I understand that uh, you have done some some writings, uh, memoir-wise. I have, yes. Um, it's uh, it's not so much the Jim Piddock story as uh, it's more outward-looking than that. I think, I hope, anyway, because it's it's. Uh, I'm not sure anyone's that interested in that. I'm certainly not. Um, so I just wrote uh, some experiences uh, that I've uh, endured yeah. um, and survived in forty. 40- 44 years yeah, in it's show been business. Quite some time. Yeah, there's no question about it. And you've done a little bit of everything, including uh, an incredible writer, may I say. Well, thank you very much. I, I don't know about that, but I'll take it and move on. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, I, I, I've, I've actually, you know, had a very, very lovely career and, and it's very, it's very, very broad in mm-hmm. its scope. Um, and I've managed to work with almost everybody and anybody in, in um, show business. So I, I thought it was, I, it started off because I just did this talk uh, for the Screen Actors Guild in a 200-seat theater. Mm-hmm. They asked me to do this talk, um, you know, just being interviewed by a Wall Street Journal reporter. And mm-hmm. I, I just basically didn't rep- prepare anything. I just told some stories and um, people seemed to enjoy it. And I enjoyed it. So I, I thought, well, um, I haven't done theater for a while. I, I kind of, I don't mm-hmm. really think I want to, but I'll write a one-man show anyway. Yeah. And I, I got a little way in and realized I had about a 10-hour show, which I thought was pushing it a bit. Um, <laughs> so then I started writing a book and thought, well, this will take me the rest of my life. And then we got this thing called COVID that just... Uh, you I heard about heard that. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. It was a very uh, unpleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I so we went into lockdown and then I, um, I wrote this thing. Um, and that's that's what's happened, and it seems to have um, so far it hasn't actually been released. But the the kind of reaction so far from various celebrities who have endorsed it and various other people who reviewed it seems to be a little bit surprising. I thought you know my my daughter might enjoy it, and my infinitely better half Annie might enjoy it. And <laughs> at least, uh, at least there seems yeah. to have gone a bit wider. <laughs> now, now that you've been released from uh, from the confines of the past few years, are you doing the the one man show again? Uh, no, I've never done the one man show. Oh, I thought I, you were going I, I, never, I, I, st- oh. I started to write it, and I went, oh, "No, I, it's too, oh. too long. It's too way too long." Yeah, so well, I may end up doing it at some point. No, yeah. I, I was doing a film um, in England just recently, and then I've got something else, another film to start. Okay. Uh, I think in the next month or two. So uh, I've just been um, resuming normal duties since uh, okay. since the things got a little bit more normal you apparently uh well definitely had uh, quite a collaboration with uh with christopher guest uh man the two of you uh watch out yeah um i started with best in show uh which i was an actor in um and, and with fred willard uh-huh. and that sort of uh came, seemed to work um fred was absolutely brilliant yes. and um Sadly, he passed away when I was writing this book, and yeah. he'd become a very good friend yeah. after that film. And we've worked together many times since. And then Chris and I did the next one, Mighty Wind, with Chris, and, and then uh, For Your Consideration. And then he, he, 
he uh, asked me to lunch to talk about an idea he had for um, another film about uh, researching family trees, which he'd done to his own family. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I don't think it's a film. I think it's um, a TV show because uh, it's by its nature, it's kind of got uh, branches and episodes mm-hmm. as opposed to one singular story. So we ended up sort of playing around and, and we finally wrote this series called Family Tree, which ended up on HBO and BBC. Yes. And then... Um, uh, we had, it was rather fun doing that, and, and I'm very proud of that, as is Chris. Uh, and then we did a film uh, together called Mascots for Netflix, which was sort of, um, people have seen Best in yes. Show, they know it's obviously about a dog yes. show, and Mascots was about a fictitious mascots competition where everybody comes from all over the world with their silly mascot character. And mm-hmm. it's basically Best in Show with um, men and women in silly costumes. <laughs> excellent have you spent most of your time in the states uh for quite a while yeah I, oh. I moved over here in 1981 oh my god um, so a large chunk of my life oh, right. um yep uh, and and i came for three months and they uh, you're still trying to get rid of me <laughs> well maybe someday <laughs> maybe it's getting late <laughs> i know i got my rights now you know I'm i just, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. i would assume by now sure uh, yeah. Um, what I appreciate is, is not just, uh, looking at, uh, the, the accomplishments, which are, which are great and nice and fascinating, uh, to us, but also you have a list of, uh, people that you didn't really care to work with apparently. And I find that to <laughs> find that to be equally as fascinating. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't pull any punches. There, no. there's a chapter where it go, uh, these are 10, 10 A-listers I've worked with, um, big names, um, nine I loved. One was a, a four asterisks. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm assuming I can't say that word on the radio. Um, and, and I explain um, in quite comic detail, I hope, uh, why I loved these nine people. And then by process of elimination, you discover who is the four asterisks. And I explain yes. why I think there are four asterisks. Yes. And um, there was another chapter in which I also eviscerate uh, a very well-known person um and i just i didn't do it for any kind of vindictiveness because i am generally extremely kind about people because i do love most people i've worked with but i feel like i'm at an age now where if someone behaves badly i don't care what business you're in you you're not going to get away with it and you shouldn't get away with it and so uh, i was brutally honest about myself in the book and i'm often the butt of the jokes and Uh um the cause of much embarrassment uh, in people's lives but I just felt like, nope, I'm not going to hold back here. Um, so there are three people I, I totally eviscerate, uh, scorched earth, and then mm-hmm. um, urinate on them. Uh, and then uh, one is dead, so they can't sue me. So we'll see that's, that that's, that's your focus right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah I, the great thing about getting older is that you don't care as much anymore, and, and you become far more fascinating than you were when you would be when you well you don't care about the things you shouldn't care about i actually find i care more about the things that are important oh interesting uh more and more Mm -hmm. as i get older Mm -hmm. uh, and the things that are lasting and important for for the future so i care more which is why i care less about what people think about me caring more does that make sense no it does it does you're sorting out the the good things from the crap uh and and they those things obviously belong in their in their own categories yeah i get that um you've received a lot of great reviews from uh many of the people that you've uh 
worked with. Uh, so this is uh, quite an interesting memoir, I understand. Um, I hope so. Wow. Uh, yes, it's been delightful to get the response that I've got uh, from people I, some people I know reasonably well, and some I don't. Um, uh, but yeah, it seems to have struck a chord, as I say, and, and, and both inside and in, outside the entertainment industry. Um, uh-huh. That's what's nice. And that's what I set out to do is, is, is really, you know, I'm, I was a little bit sort of uh, joking when I said I wrote it for two people. But um, yeah. I, I did want it to, to, to appeal, if the stories were funny to, to, to some people, I wanted them to be funny for everybody. So if, if, if there's not a chapter in there that doesn't have a, a good, I hope, anecdote in it or story um, that's amusing in some way or engaging. I mean, there are a couple of chapters that are quite emotional um, and, and more serious. But, but I didn't. I don't really want to just play to a showbiz crowd or people that want to be in show business or whatever. I, I just wanted this book to be entertaining stories from from someone's life, whatever field they've they've kind of worked in. Yeah, well, you know that uh, people are fascinated with show business, and uh, uh, th- these are the kinds of things that uh, we we really get into. The title of your book uh, just uh, grabbed me because you have the word pants in it. And I think that's what that, no, that's one of the funniest words that I've ever heard in my life, and it's that's it, been through my whole life. When I hear pants, I, I'm drawn to the title and drawn to the subject matter. Um, yes, yeah. it is a good, yes, buttock is another good word, that's which is connected, good. of course. It's pretty good. Pretty um, good. Yes, caught with my pants down. Um, it was really based on three incidents where it actually happened to me, literally. Um, oh. Uh, and one is it gets an entire chapter in the book, uh, and they were all in different places. One was in in Los Angeles uh, medical office. One was um, in a, on a British train, and one was in the south of France uh, in Provence. So, <laughs> someone asked me in another interview, "Didn't you learn the first time?" Uh, and I said, "Evidently not." Uh, but it also really is a metaphor for um, for my life um, and 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 a life in show business because uh, you're always getting caught with your pants down metaphorically. So yeah, it became kind of a, a an obvious title. Eventually, I'd gone through about fifty other titles yeah. which I didn't like. Yeah, no, this one's this one's good. I got to tell you. Uh, so, what are you working on now as as we speak? The you know the memoir, the book is is uh, is there. Uh, what's what's it's, next? Yes, March twenty third. It's released. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, just I did a thing for a film called The Queen Mary, which uh, just finished is in post post production, mm-hmm. which I played the captain of the Queen Mary, um, Captain Carradine in the 1930s. Oh. And unlike a lot of what I've done, it's actually not a comedy; it's a supernatural thriller, um, mm-hmm. which is odd because the last thing I did before the lockdown was another supernatural thriller. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. I guess my face is better suited to terrify people than make them laugh these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, so that's uh, that's coming up, and then I've got a film that I wrote uh, that Jeremy Irons is due to star in, and I'm supposed to pop up in at some point. Um, called Frankel about a very famous British racehorse. So it's uh, uh, and again, not a comedy drama. Yeah. So seriously, when you sit down and you look back uh, at your life, which we all do, whether we're 20 years old or 40 or whatever. Um, it, do you find it amazing that uh, how you came to this country with kind of not much, and and here you are today? Yeah, yeah. I actually had a hundred dollars in my pocket when I came. I was twenty four years old. Oh. I'm now sixty, almost sixty six. Yeah, I don't look back much. It was hard to write. I've got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I look forward pretty much all the time, or right in front of me. So I don't look over my shoulder very much, and um, 
and because of the pandemic, uh, I think we all had to stop um, mm. and look around. And it was good in some ways, and it was horrible in others. Um, right. and, I, and I felt fortunate that I was at a point in my life where, where I could step off the merry-go-round and take stock. And I, and I, and I, um, it was quite hard, though. It was quite hard at first to, to, to look backwards, and then, and then I kind of got into it. Interesting. Well, uh, the book's going to be available everywhere. Certainly, Amazon. Everybody's heard of that thing. Uh, so there, that's why. How do we follow you? Uh, not not in a stalking sense, Jim, but uh, you well, know, yeah, stalk social. away. You know, stalk just away. join the queue. Join the queue. <laughs> um, uh, on Twitter, I'm at real Jim Piddock, as mm. to fake Jim Piddock, as opposed to yeah. fake Jim Piddock. So yeah. at real Jim Piddock. That's P I D D O C K. Um, my website is uh, jimpiddock.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Jim Piddock, I think. Jim? I think it's just Jim Piddock. <laughs> I'm not real on that. Um, and then, yeah, uh-huh. what's the other one? What's the other oh, Facebook. Yeah, I might let yeah, you into Facebook. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible I might. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. I look yeah. occasionally through and go, oh, yeah, they'd, uh, mm-hmm. all right, why not? Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a so shot. So there you go. Those are the places to find me. Um, and don't look any further because um, I've got a very scary dog. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Well, all right. That's all then. Uh, it's uh, readers. Uh, <laughs> readers do read. Uh, this is a fascinating book. It's a place that you're going to want to go. It's called Caught with My Pants Down and uh, in other tales. And it's a fascinating look. It puts us in the, into your shoes there, Jim, and I don't know what size shoe you wear, but uh, for a little while, I'll try them on. Well, please do. And uh, you, you can see the book cover. I'm showing off my best asset. Those are good legs, aren't they, for a, a man in his <laughs> right 60s? Now. Let's be honest. Let's not, let's not mince it I, about I don't, Those it, are good legs. Okay. Well, this gets a little uncomfortable for me at this point. <laughs> that was the whole point you got me up at 6 a.m i'm gonna make you uncomfortable you got, you got back at me really quickly then yeah uh, exactly hey jim it's been a pleasure speaking to you and continued success to you and uh hope the book does great we're all gonna make it so thanks pal you take, Bye. Care. take care well that'll do it for me today thank you to jim and thank you to you i'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program but until that time arrives i wish you peace 